Welcome to Smell the Rosé, a podcast where we pour ourselves a glass of wine and talk about the lingering taste of toxicity. I'm your host, Amanda. What is up, my lovely roses? Today, we are going to kind of piggyback off of episode eight with a basic bad bitch and what I am doing to become the basic bad bitch. So if you didn't tune into episode eight, please make sure you go and listen to that because it will kind of align with this episode and make a little bit more sense. But I am saying that everybody needs to be a basic bad bitch. And where this comes to play is the basic bitch portion comes from liking stereotypical things that are within trend, in season, what have you, and not giving a damn. And then a bad bitch is being unapologetically yourself and putting others' opinions behind you and just saying, screw it, I'm me and I don't care what you think. The way that we need to become a basic bad bitch is to reflect on who we are as a person right here, right now, in this moment, this year, the past few months, whatever, just recently. After I had recorded episode eight, I started to reflect a little bit. I started to think about how I'm not actually a basic bad bitch anymore. And I've just kind of become this person who lets others step all over me and control what I'm doing. And I'm not really not telling them no. And I'm just going with the flow. And I started to think about where did I go wrong? Where did this person come from? And where is bad bitch Amanda? Because she used to be here. And she's just kind of tucked away in a cage anymore, who kind of breaks out or screams when I absolutely need her. So I started looking into that and I'm like, how did I lose myself? And I honestly don't know. If I had to guess, it was my younger self trying to be mature. And I was just kind of giving up, not caring what others thought. And I started to think I need to start caring because I'm becoming an adult adulthood has nothing to do with this. Honestly, I don't want to be some weak person who doesn't speak her mind or who keeps quiet because it could hurt somebody else's feelings. That's not me. And that's never going to be me. So when I think about it a little bit further, I think I lost bad bitch Amanda back in 2017. That year was terrible for me. I went through a year of loss. And honestly, if I had to choose between 2020 or 2017, I would relive 2020 all over again. COVID and all, lockdown and all. One, because I'm introverted and I didn't give a fuck about having to stay home. But two, with all the loss that I went through back then, it was just, it was bad. So 2017, I had lost three family members, very close, one right after the other lost a job, ended a friendship. It was just, it was really hard. And I kind of dialed back into Depresso Amanda. The process of losing myself, when I lost myself back in 2017 and how I'm kind of, I'm guessing that it's around that year was back in 2016 was the year of me. I was still a little bit depressed. I wasn't going to therapy or anything, but I had bought my own condo. I had joined a gym that I now work at. I was losing weight. I was eating healthy. I was keeping my apartment clean. I was 
focused on me and solely me, and I didn't care what others thought. When 2017 rolled around with everything that was going on, I started to care and I started to focus more on being sad than more on being myself and moving on with my life. And yeah, grief takes a toll on people in different ways. And so I definitely think that 2017, I became grief, Amanda, and it never really kind of got out. Recognizing that now, and I'm wanting to do more things with myself. Back in 2017, after I had all those losses, I was more concerned about having someone love me and being with someone rather than loving myself. So I was mad swiping on dating apps. I was just going back and forth on needing a boyfriend, needing a man to be with me. That's not any man's responsibility to make me feel better. It's my responsibility to make me feel better. When I'm coming to terms with the fact that bad bitch Amanda has not been around for almost five years, it's, it's hard to even state that. It's hard to say that like I have lost myself and I need to find myself again. So the rest of this year and going into 2023, I want to find myself again. I want to become that bad bitch and a mature bad bitch because younger bad bitch Amanda just gave zero fucks at all and would hurt people in the process. It was kind of toxic. So we're going to be a bad bitch without the toxicity. So we're fast forwarding to the next few years up until like this year. My bad bitch Amanda has come out every once in a while. Like I have said, I have told people off. I have put my foot in the ground saying, no, I'm not doing it like this. This is my boundary and you need to respect it. It's ended projects. It's ended friendships. It's ended relationships, what have you. But it was better for me. And I'm not going to apologize for being that way. I'm not going to apologize for focusing on myself and my mental health and putting others' needs before me isn't who I want to be anymore. I need to put my needs before your needs. That's not saying that I'm not going to be there for you when you absolutely need me. But if you're asking me to give up my mental health for you, you're going to be told no in some shape or form. So she has come out every once in a while, and I'm so grateful that she's just not dead and we have to resurrect her because that would be even harder. I recognize that she is still here. Really, I, when I was thinking about it, I had a cousin earlier this year tell me that I'm super independent. And it got me thinking, no, I'm not. I'm not independent at all. Like my attachment style was dependent. And I need to fix that because like I said, no one needs to actually have me as a dependent. I need to depend on myself, which makes me independent. I need to make sure that if a light bulb goes out, I'm not going, well, I wish I had someone to just climb up this ladder or stand on this chair and change it out for me. I know how to fix a light bulb. I know how to Google. I know how to YouTube. So I can do this by myself if I absolutely need to. Obviously, that doesn't mean that we can't call a plumber or an electrician. If something a little bit more technical comes into play, I'm not going to fully trust YouTube on doing that myself. I will call on the professionals to take care of that. Luckily, I'm related to one, so I call my brother a lot when I have plumbing issues because he is a plumber. I need to start focusing on myself. I need to become more independent. And the way that I'm going to do that is research. So obviously me being me went to social media because I'm not sorry about that. Social media is a place where people are showing how they're becoming themselves and how they are stepping into each other. I know I said in influence versus 
fraudulence that people are a little bit fake on social media. 100% agree. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be documenting my bad bitch story because there are going to be days that I get that thought of, I wish I had someone here with me. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm sorry that I made this person feel bad. There are always going to be days. No one's a bad bitch 100% of the time. However, 90% of the time is what I am going to be striving for. And it's going to be a while and it's going to be a long haul, but I honestly think this is how I'm going to do it. So a lot of the social media posts that I started seeing began with self-care. And I was starting to think to myself, I haven't really fully taken care of myself on a weekly basis in a long ass time. And it was probably 2016. Bubble bath, do a face mask, get my nails done every other week-ish time frame, and just kind of relax to myself. I would give myself a day of me. And I haven't been doing that. Granted, now it's a little bit harder when I work two jobs and just have a lot going on in my life. However, I know what I have going on with my life. My two jobs, the shifts stay consistent. The workouts are pretty consistent time frames. So I know that I need to make an hour or two hours or five within the week to focus on just me, whether that's a face mask, whether that's just taking a bubble bath, walking around with my dog, going to see a movie by myself. I am doing it with just myself. And I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for the gram. I'm not doing it for the Vine or the TikTok, RIP Vine. (laughs) I'm doing it because I need to get into a better mental space. I'm still going to therapy. I'm still talking my problems out and my depression out when I start having them. I'm journaling. I'm doing something to help myself. So a lot of the self-care tips that I saw was doing face masks, doing stuff at home like a bubble bath, reading a book meditating. I honestly have never meditated before. I'm not going to say that I'm meditating when I'm not. I'm not going to act like it's the universal wake-up call for Amanda. It might not be, but it could be for you. So those are some tips that I have been given. I decided to reach out to my baddest bitch friend that I have who's a little bit older than me. And so I'm like, she's gone, she's had to have gone through this before because I think everybody loses themselves in a way. And it's just finding yourself and making sure that you know who you are and you know what you want to become. So I said, what is some self-care masks, treatments, skincare that you use for sensitive skin? Because my skin is sensitive. A couple of things that she had sent me was Glossier, Glossier Mega Greens Galaxy Pack. And this is a detoxifying face mask. And she said she likes it because it tingles her face. And then she uses Ines Free's pore clearing clay mask with supersonic volcanic clusters. Uh, That's a wash off mask. She said she likes it because it helps her pores out a lot. And then she had given me the ordinary peeling solution. And that's just an exfoliating facial regimen that she likes to use. And I said, well, thank you. I think that like you're a bad bitch. And I really wanted to ask you because you really take care of yourself. You know, she bought a house this past year and she's been taking care of that. She's been focusing on that, focusing on herself, focusing on her animals. And I strive to be like that. I want to look up to others. I want to let them know when I'm looking up to them. There's no shame in that to say, you inspire me. Sometimes other people need to hear that. And There's nothing wrong with that. So I let her know I 
want to look up to you. I want to strive to be exactly who you are because you inspire me and you're just amazing. And she loved it. And she was like, I'm crying because that made me feel so great. And I really needed that. And I'm like, you're welcome. So then I start telling her my journey of like why I'm going into being a bad bitch and how I need to just start loving myself. And she gave me the best piece of advice I think anybody could ever give me. And I'm going to read it. She goes, one thing I learned from a girlfriend, anytime you want to say something like, I hate my body, I hate something on my body, you stop and say, I hate Amanda's body or Amanda's body part. Why? Your body has a name and it makes you realize how you wouldn't ever say those kind of things about a person to their face. It's because you need to stop treating yourself like that. And you're going to stop treating yourself like that by having that name on your body because it's like you're saying something to a person. And I was like, that's fucking genius because with my body dysmorphic disorder, that could really help. And she goes, that's literally what it's for. Because who would who would go up besides a bully or a toxic person and go, you're fat. I hate your body. No one. So why are you doing it to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? So then I went back onto social media and I saw something that went, when you're not feeling yourself or you see like an acne spot, you look yourself in the mirror and you say, Amanda, you are a hot, badass bitch. And you keep saying it until it makes you smile in the mirror. And I thought to myself, well, why, why would you say that? Like three, four, five times. In my case, it might be 10 times because eventually you're going to believe it. And you're going to walk away feeling more confident than what you did. Does everybody have a chance to do that every single time out loud? Maybe you see something while you're at work and you're in a public bathroom and you're like, I'm not saying that in front of strangers. That's weird. No, but you can say it in your head and you can keep saying it. You can stare at yourself. Girls, we all know that we like to stare ourselves in the mirror. So keep on messing with your hair and just say it in your head until you actually smile. Gentlemen, I don't know if you stare at yourselves in the mirror, but maybe you should. Maybe you'll get more confident that way. And I also started thinking about how (laughs) my coach with Muay Thai, who eventually will be on this podcast with me as a guest, he has started to tell me that I apologize too much. And I do. Like, I will throw a kick wrong and I'm like, I'm sorry. And he goes, stop apologizing. You didn't offend me. You didn't hurt my feelings. Why are you apologizing? And it's like society has kind of told me I need to apologize when I do something wrong, no matter what it is. I could open a door wrong and I would be apologizing to a door for all I know. So I need to stop apologizing for the little things. I only need to apologize when I have absolutely hurt somebody else's feelings or physically have hurt someone. You know, I've stepped on my dog before because he's quiet as a fuck and I will back up and there he is. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop apologizing to my puppy because he's got feelings. But I am going to stop apologizing for stupid shit. I need to stop apologizing for stupid shit. I need to become unapologetically me. When you become unapologetically yourself, it doesn't mean that you're being a bitch the entire time. Yes, I know this topic is bad bitch selves, but you can be a bitch without being a mean bitch. You want to be a bad bitch, a basic bad bitch. You want to like your things. You want to be bad. You want to be strong, independent, fearless. Great. But that doesn't mean that you're going around calling people names and not 
apologizing for it, not apologizing for hurting someone's feelings. That doesn't mean that their feelings are their opinions. So if they have difference of opinions, which we all know a lot of people nowadays do, you don't have to apologize for that. If you believe in one thing and I believe in the other, I'm not going to apologize for my beliefs. I am not going to apologize for my opinions because they are different than yours. We can have a discussion and we can agree to disagree. A lot of people, I think, have forgotten how to agree to disagree and leave it at that. It's trying to force your opinions on each other. And I used to be a Jehovah Witness, right? So I had that religion where we were going door to door and forcing our beliefs on people in the morning on Saturdays at their door unexpectedly trying to get them to join the religion, read a track, read the Bible that we had, etc. And it was pushing your beliefs on someone. Your opinion is like a dick. Just because you have one doesn't mean I need to hear it or see it. That's how I'm going to have a little motto for the upcoming weeks. I don't give a shit about your opinion. I have my opinion. I will listen to your opinion. We can discuss opinions. If you like DC more than Marvel, I have an opinion that Marvel is better. I grew up with Marvel, so I like Marvel better, but I will listen to why you think DC is better. I have had these conversations with people. It doesn't become a screaming match. It doesn't become you're wrong because of this, this, and this. It becomes, well, this is why I like it. This is why I like this. Well, each superhero kind of has a similarity because Stanley copied DC a lot or DC copied Marvel here. It's fine. We all walk away happy and I got to have a nerdy little conversation with it. Who gives a shit? That's being unapologetically yourself. Your tolerance is not being questioned. Your patience isn't being overly extended. You're not letting people control you. You're not letting people tell you who you are, what you're doing, and where you're going to be. I've had a few people try to tell that to me within the past couple of years, and I've let them. And I have started to step away and focus on me. I want to start going with my gut on things. I'm tired of worrying what others will think. I'm tired of filtering who I am. So if you say something controversial, I'm going to call you out. The friend that I had named Regina that's coming up in season two that I have posted about on the Instagram page, I would have to call her out on a lot of bullshit because she would say things and it was hypocritical. It was controversial. It was just lies like a narcissist would do. They just lie. And I didn't give a shit anymore. I needed to call the person out. I need to say, no, that's not how you acted. No, you definitely didn't do it like this. I need to keep doing that. I need to not let people get away with lying. I say that because within this past year, I had a discussion with someone and all they did was gaslight me. And I knew they were gaslighting me the entire phone call that I had with them, but I allowed it. And instead of saying something and saying, this is gaslighting because you know that you did it and I have the text messages to prove it, I just let that person go on with doing it. And a bad bitch wouldn't allow that. She would stand up for herself and she would call the bullshit out. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to start calling the bullshit out. When you're hurting my feelings, I have every right to stick up for myself. Because you obviously don't care about my feelings. So why should I care that I'm going to point the truth back at you? 
Back in episode eight, I said, we don't have to insult to be a bad bitch. We can put them in their place by telling them to sit down with facts. And that's what I needed to do in that situation. But I didn't. And I own it. That was my fault. That wasn't their fault. It was their fault for trying to gaslight me. But it's my fault for not sticking up for myself and just sitting in the corner and saying, okay, I'm not going to be that weak person anymore. So for the next few weeks, I'm focusing on me. I'm doing my self-care. I have a massage membership, so I'm going to be going and getting massages because I have so many credits saved up. I went and got a two-hour massage yesterday. I'm a little sore because I like it nice and rough, and I had pulled a muscle in my back, and he really had to work that muscle to get it to stop spazzing on me. So I am starting to feel a little bit better there, but I'm starting to set aside two hours every Saturday to go and get this massage done with this guy because he knew what he was doing. And I could tell with our conversation that we had throughout that two hour massage, it didn't feel like a two hour massage because I had a decent conversation with him. Usually my massages are silent. I actually enjoyed this one. And it was because I had that conversation. I'm not saying that I haven't enjoyed massages before, but I had this conversation with this guy who knew what he was doing and he was telling me his experience within the sports industry of what I do. So Muay Thai, he's done jujitsu, he's done karate. So we were talking about that. He started going into his fencing stories and it was just such a good time while he's working on my back. And then he starts working on my jaw because he goes, oh, you wear a mouth guard when you spar. So let me make sure that I loosen up your jaw a little bit and did all the stretch. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Working out, I think that's a great form of self-care, and that's probably the only portion of self-care that I have forced myself to have within the past few years as I've continuously gone and worked out. doesn't mean I've lost weight because I haven't been eating healthier, but I have been staying active. I have had those endorphins going, and I honestly think if it wasn't for my therapy and working out, I probably would be so lost right now. I'm upping my training a little bit because my injuries are kind of subsiding And they're feeling a lot better because I took this past week off to recover from strep throat. I was able to recover from my wrist injury. We took a few weeks off of me running and jump roping because I was fighting shin splints. Well, now I'm not waking up with agonizing pain in my legs. So now I get to start a progressive running program that I talked to my coach about. And we're going to start doing it three days a week and eventually we'll up it to five days a week, I think he said. So I'm excited for that. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm revamping me. I'm keeping my place clean. I'm staying organized. I'm actually in the process of trying to slowly renovate my place because it's been six years since I moved in here and a lot of it is still the same. So it's about time to slowly start purchasing things, new paint jobs, new cabinets, whether I paint them, replace them, add different knobs, whatever. But I'm focusing it on what I want, not what I can afford, not what is cute on Pinterest right now necessarily, just something that I've always wanted to do. I'm eating healthier. I'm trying to make sure I have more leafy greens, more protein in my diet, And just making sure I'm getting enough vitamins in to actually recover from the intense workouts that I do. I'm not saying that everybody has to do this. But with what I need, with everything that I am doing, I need to make sure I am eating healthier. Because 
eating like crap isn't going to get me anywhere besides slow me down. And I don't need to slow down. I've been slow for the past five years. So now it's time for Amanda to speed the fuck up. And I want everybody to go into the rest of the year. Like I said, a a lot of people stop focusing on their goals for the new year by February and March. And it doesn't mean that you can't pick them back up. Just because we are in August doesn't mean that you can't actually meet one of those goals. Now, if your goal was maybe saving up $20,000 to buy a house or however much money you need, whatever state you're in, whatever country you're in, and we're eight months in, it might not happen, but you can start saving. And that would still be meeting some part of that goal. If your goal was to lose weight, start running around, start joining a gym, go to the gym that you haven't actually been to within the past two years, but you still pay for that membership anyways. Focus on yourself because as soon as you do, you're going to want to do it more. And I know this because I've been there. Like I said, 2016, Amanda was fully focused on herself. She lost herself the next year because of grief, but she is finding herself years later and she knows what she's got to do. And I'm still going to be doing that to this day. Don't depend on other people, whether you're in a relationship, single, married, who cares? Your husband, your boyfriend, yourself, you need to focus on you. You need to focus on what you are doing with you. Your partner can join you along the way, or they can be on the sideline encouraging you to keep going. If you need a constant reassurance. Ask them to be that person. For all you know, they will do it. And if they won't, come back here. I'll do it for you. Comment. And I will give you a shout out saying, you got this. You can do it every single week. I'll shoot you a message if you need it. You've got this. What we're not going to do is we're not going to project our insecurities on people for feeling alone. We're going to focus on our insecurities and make them a security. When I say we're not projecting our insecurities, I mean, we're not going to what I call Taylor Swift meme on people. We're not going to post these, I'm so lonely, feel sorry for me memes anymore. No, we are going to post positive ass shit on our social media. It's okay to feel lonely, but journal about it instead. Write it in your phone notes. You can write it out and not post it. You don't need to let others see your weak spots. You want to be projecting your positivity. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Smell the Rosé. If you liked what you heard, let me know by leaving me a review. Follow me on Instagram at smell underscore the rosé. Until next time, cheers! Cheers!